Yeah, I remember telling my sister when I saw him, I was like, I call dibs. And she was like, you can have him. I will say, I used to have major anger issues, like really bad anger issues. I would get in fights, punch walls, break stuff. And I have the receipts in my messages. <laughs> yes, we should have come to you for couples counseling. Oh, you just made me feel so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell stories about scars and not wounds. It's a very scary thing. Yeah, but. What's scary about it? Just being vulnerable like that. So back in the summer, while I was out in Los Angeles, I made a new friend. It's this guy named Aaron. Both he and his wife live in Los Angeles, but when I was hanging out with Aaron, he told me that they had this dream of one day leaving LA and moving out to a farm and starting a farm. And so while I was out there, I said, hey man, if you ever wanna to come to Vermont, come on out. This is an invitation I often make to friends that they never ever take me up on it. Because to get to my farm, it's kind of a trek. We're about an hour and 45 minutes from the Burlington airport. We're about three and a half hours from the Boston airport. We're about three and a half hours from the Montreal airport. We're about three hours from the Hartford airport. So there really is no easy way to get in and out of the farm. But Aaron texted me one day and said, hey dude, we're coming to Vermont. Can we come stay at your farm? And I said, sure. And so for a few days, both Aaron and his wife Veronica came to the farm and we hung out and had a good time and we shot videos because Aaron makes videos on his YouTube channel and his wife Veronica makes videos on her YouTube channel that she has with her sister. And then Aaron and Veronica also have YouTube channels that they make together. And so they came out to the farm and we shot a whole bunch of videos. But also, just before they left to go home from their trip at the farm, I decided to take them out into like the far outer reaches of the pasture. Like the part of the farm that I rarely ever go to, the part of the farm where I rarely ever shoot videos, and just set up a couple of chairs and talk with Aaron and Veronica and learn more about them and who they are as people. And I decided to record the conversation. And so that's what you're going to be listening to today. A conversation with me, Morgan Gold of Goldshaw Farm, Aaron Burris of Aaron Burris, and Veronica Merrill of the Merrill Twins. And so, yeah, we just All kind of turned fronts. the recorder on and started talking. The leaves are like ready for action. They're like, okay, and we're, re we're ready. Action. <laughs> wow. What a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a whole vibe out here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is your life. That's crazy. It's nice being on a farm. I mean, there's nothing like unusual about it. It's like, I mean, because I used to live in a city. Yeah. City life is, it's got its perks. Yeah. You guys live in Los Angeles? We do. We, yeah. We do live in the LA, city. one of the cities to live in. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Life goes by fast for sure. Did you guys grow up in LA? Um, I did not. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. North Carolina. Well, yeah, North Carolina. You kind of grew up a lot. Kentucky. I'm an Air Force brat. Yeah. So how'd you end up in Los Angeles? Let's actually, Brian, she, let's yeah. go with you. I'm curious your story there. Um. So I'm a twin, identical twin, uh, and me and my sister always wanted to act and do acting, and so we always knew we wanted to be out in California. I also wanted to go to college out in California, so I was going to end up there eventually, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, but we had this opportunity. Do I explain the whole thing, or yeah, I don't know? Let's go into the whole thing because we were kind of talking about <laughs> okay, this. Okay, because like, like this like, is the long like, how, story. Like, I'm very curious. Like, how do like these like two twin girls who start making YouTube videos end up going from Missouri to California? Right. Like, well, you're still teenagers, right? Yeah, we were about 13. 
um, maybe 14 at the time, 13, 14. I was there. Back in Kansas City, my sister and I um, were in a modeling agency. Um, one of my mom's friends recommended us to do it and just to kind of help with like our confidence and just stuff like that. And it, it, it did help. It was kind of fun. I liked it. But the modeling agency also offered acting classes. And so my sister and I were like, oh, we want to do that. I want to take acting classes for TV because we had done theater, but it's so is very like the different. modeling agencies like you go to the mall. Like I think about like when I was a teenager, you go to the mall and you'd see like the kiosk and the people would have the clipboard. Like is it like one of those things or is it like no, a real deal model? This agency? was a real deal model agency in like Kansas City. Um, we actually booked through that agency our first commercial ever in sixth grade. Um, a Build-A-Bear commercial. This holiday, you can open a world of possibilities. Yeah, my sister got to see, you got to see her face and stuff, but me, you only saw my hands. They felt bad not casting both of us, so they gave me a a very small role. But so you were your your first act, like professional job was you were your sister's hand model. Basically. Yep, basically, basically. Her hands are great. I mean, like look at those. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It they're, was they're so really fun. Like jo- George Costanza hands. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't get that reference. I don't get that. She didn't watch Seinfeld. I'm sorry. Your hands. They're quite exquisite. We digress. It's fine. <laughs> so my sister and I, I'm going to try and say as quick as possible. We went to this competition in Florida, Actors Model Talent Competition, got um, seen by some agents and managers, uh, met up with an agency in San Diego, California. Essentially, they told us that we need to be out in California if we really want to pursue this um, professionally. And so we were like, okay, we went back to Missouri, uh, started, I went to f- high school freshman year, and then halfway through sophomore year, we got this opportunity to do some digital shorts for Disney Channel for their website. It was called Make Your Mark. So we were like, absolutely. I missed two weeks of school, and that was the big, like, yeah, we need so to be what's out. what's a digital California. short? Because I feel okay, like that's yes. not like a term I hear like, yes. people talk about a lot, but like, what's that defined? So it's not like you? a YouTube short. It's not like the vertical it's um it was Disney Channel back then was trying to be like YouTube. They were trying to do like little small videos for their website and they were like, You two, you two twins, this is perfect. So we shot like 13, 16 episodes. They only released three, but that's okay. But that's what basically started our journey because we were like okay we really need to be out in california if this is what's going to pursue this career so halfway through my sophomore year of high school we left and i moved out to california my parents came with us me and my sister i was 16 that's crazy though so all right so you were like a a disney teen at that point like doing (laughs) kind of thing and like your whole family just decided hey we're gonna leave where we we lived and like started this family we're gonna move to california like for our daughters to like pursue this opportunity exactly and my mom wasn't the biggest fan of kansas city she was born in mexico and she kind of lived all over she was in like costa rica at one point um and then just all over my dad's lived there his whole life so he was like i'm ready for change and so it was all like a family decision. Like we knew what we were getting into. And the worst case is we just moved back. So that was like kind of the attitude. So we moved out there, started trying to do acting. We were under contract with Disney for like nine months. Couldn't really do much. So we were like, oh my gosh, we have like, what about YouTube? We posted some YouTube videos and they did decently well. It was one video that we did. Our first video was like, what it's like to be a twin. And it had like 10,000 views. And we were like, oh my gosh. We say things at the same time. 
And this is like 2013, so that that's a big deal. So wait, wait, wait what motivates? All right, so so if the two of you are trying to be professional actors, and you have this experience working with Disney and doing commercials, but now you're gonna say, all right, we're gonna try to make our own stuff because that was before like yeah. the modern influencer. I feel like yes. really had its arrival. Like like what motivated the two of you to like want to do that? Because we were going on these auditions, and most of the feedback was, oh, they don't have enough experience. That was really discouraging. So we were like, okay, how are we gonna build experience and get experience if we can't book anything so we're like why don't we just make our own experience ourselves and that'll be like our online resume we'll put it on our like the paper down at the bottom go check out our youtube channel to see more and then our youtube channel just kind of took off from there and that's how we basically started making youtube videos and we started posting consistently in 2013 haven't missed a tuesday video since all right so so a decade of every tuesday posting absolutely yes like, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. There was, and, and are yeah. you still trying to act? Or are you still trying to do any of that? Um, If there's opportunities, we definitely take take them. But um, it's not like a priority at the moment. Maybe later down the line. Um, When we were 18, we booked a role called Jane the Virgin. Oh, hi, Jane. How are you? Selfie. And it was like we were evil twin stepsisters. And so there's a good time frame like when I was like 18 to 21 where I was act. We, me and my sister were doing a bunch of twin stuff. So. But it kind of died down, and it was definitely hard during COVID. So is that hard? Like, if, like, so your professional career, at least initially, like, is so tied to your sister, and like the two of you are not seen as necessarily two different folks, but like this entity. Like, is that is that difficult? Um, I would say like maybe no. <laughs> I wouldn't because I'm I'm growing growing up. I'm a, I'm a twin. I love my sister, and so. Having a channel and being a brand together has been so special and so unique. And obviously, as we're older now, we're kind of doing our own thing. But we still have our Merrill Twins channel that is just like our heart and soul that we've put so much time and effort over the last 10 years. So she's doing her own music with her husband. I'm doing our couples channel with me and Aaron. And so, yeah. Before you get into that, can you let them know what your first viral video was? I I, n- I never really had a viral video. Oh, you, s- you guys always tell me it's a smoothie challenge. That's our most viewed video. <laughs> Just do it. I can't do it. It's too chunky. <laughs> no, I can't do it. So yeah, I never had a viral video. It was just always slow, gradual growth of views, which is why I'm always like, you don't need viral videos to be successful on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a true testament to that. Never had a super viral video. I mean, like, viral in, like, a million in a day. That, that avocado that parody was pretty good, too. I don't know. I'm a big Meryl Twins fan. Oh, my goodness. I, I, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I watched <laughs> some of the videos. So like, guys, when you guys were saying, hey, you're coming out here, I was like, all right, let me watch some of the videos. So like, I had to, like, get familiar. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> well... It does feel a little weird being like, you know, a 40-something man watching these videos. Be like, I know. Uh, not, no, but it's interesting. Not really the target audience, but it's okay. We do have a wide range of viewers. We're very family-friendly and anyone can watch. But, yeah, so that's basically my journey with YouTube and getting on the platform with my sister and being out in California. And All right, so that's that. how you got to California. Yes. But, Aaron, how did you get to California? First off, I love being out here. This feels so nice. I could fall asleep. Your story wasn't making me sleepy, but like the wind and the air and the smell smells so good. The sun was like perfect on your face just in that, like, wow, the oh, lighting. Yeah. I, I like... actually feel bad because I was going to say, oh, you should probably take your hat off because the lighting. So, cause, just so you guys know, this is a very tech production that we have. We're just in the middle of the edge of pasture <laughs> in the woods 
like on like one of the furthest reaches of my farm here. And like, I think I drove them out there and they're like, where are you taking? Yeah, I was, like, oh. was like, oh, I'm like, oh, great. Like, follow me. And I was like, oh, this is how horror stories start. But it's like a beautiful <laughs> October day. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like oh. the birds, the bugs, the wind, the smells. We're like right next to this pine tree. Oh, it smells amazing. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. So for me, it's really simple. Uh, I started making videos with my little brother, Alex, uh, Wasabi Productions, when he started like 16, he started in 2006. And back then it was just for fun. So I would do videos for him, act stupid, have a good time. And then at one point I was like, I need to focus on my career. I need to go to school. I need to do like the traditional route. Um, but while trying to pursue medical school, I got very depressed. And this is interesting because you told me your story and it kind of started with you getting depressed. And for me, I got depressed, started making these vlog videos, just like journal, journal vlogs. Anyways, my brother saw it and he was like, you should post this. And I was like, are you sure people are going to want to see this? And this is when people were doing like the sketches and the funny bits. And I was like, this is kind of like dark, serious stuff. And I posted it. And before I knew it, people were like, I thought I was the only one who felt this way. It's so nice to hear somebody else out there feels this way. It's going through struggles like I am. Um, but after that, I uh, started posting videos in the regular, and then I started to realize that I can help people in a different way. Because initially, I wanted to help people in the medical field, because I love the medical field. And I was like, oh, I can help people via YouTube videos, different challenges and stuff. Um, did that for a couple years in North Carolina. Then my brother was like, hey, I'm moving into my own place. I need a roommate. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. So I moved out here. We lived together for five years. Years, four or five years, I think. I don't know. When I met you, you told me you had been out in California for four years. Okay, so four years. No, no, actually, no, because six years. Because the first few years of us dating. Uh, so, yeah, anyways. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yourself, man. <laughs> anyways, long story short, met Ronnie. We started dating. Me and Alex split ways. Um, I lived on my own for a year, and then we got married, and she moved in. So now I'm in California. So this is a common denominator. I didn't really actually recognize with the two of you until just right now. But, like, you both kind of have YouTube roots with your siblings. Like, that's something that you very much have in common. Do you, is that something that, like, connected you earlier? Or like, is, is this a weird Connected us together? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When we first started talking, um, there'd be times where, like, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm just like, I don't know what to do for a video. Or, like, I don't know what is happening with our views and I would be I could talk to him about it and he would actually give like good advice and vice versa we could like exchange mm -hmm. advice with each other about YouTube and that was a lot of our conversation topics while we first like started getting to know each other yeah. honestly it was so astonishing because before I would date like waitresses like people with regular nine-to-five jobs you dated people how dare you <laughs> she always gets upset when I talk about this it's but... a joke it's a joke <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, when she would pitch an idea and I was like, oh, what about this? Versus if I would speak to it with my ex-girlfriends, he'd be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just very refreshing. Also, what's crazy is she met my dog before she met me. <laughs> I did. So I actually met his brother. <laughs> I've known his brother longer than I've known him. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where his brother asked um, for my sister and I to do a collab at their apartment where they were living. And he was in acting class. In acting time. class until like one o'clock in the morning, and, and it was so, the only time that week. That so you guys out. never met at that point. Never met, and then we've also talked about it. We've um we've been to all the VidCons, 
And all the play- not, most never, of the playlists. All the playlist lives, conventions, and just like never ran into each other until the one in um, 2017. DC. And what's funny is my brother and his girlfriend at the time were always like, you know, you should talk to a Merrill twin. And I was like, what are the Merrill twins? <laughs> and they're like, there's these, there's these girls that are do YouTube and you should talk to one of them. And I was like, eh. And this was probably like a year before I actually met her. Wait, was she like, like, I don't know which one, like, like just one of they them. They just said one, one of the Merrill twins. So I was like, okay, one of the Merrill twins. Justin Veronica here. I don't want to point to who's who because I might get it wrong. <laughs> but this is. But I mean, I met both of them at the same time, but with Ronnie, it was different. I was just like, oh, she's weird. But like a good weird, not a bad weird. Thank you. Yeah, I remember telling my sister when I saw him, I was like, I called dibs. And she was like, you can have him. Okay. How? <laughs> <laughs> is that like something you guys had to do often with guys where you're like uh yeah no like like you have to like almost like pre-segment and sort yourselves or like how does that like typically work not really we both have although we're twins we have different tastes in guys so I, <laughs> clearly she not tall handsome clearly not not her taste all right so you guys meet in 2017 at, it was like a vidcon or something uh, like playlist dc oh playlist okay yeah, yeah. so for people who don't know because like i feel like it gets so like insider mm-hmm. right? like it's just another like live event for yeah. video creators yep. more or less yeah. so you meet there and but you're in dc but you both live in la so when you get back you start talking like how do like how do you start like hanging out and getting to know each other so that was a crazy conversation because we met in dc and it wasn't until was it right away when we asked where we lived yeah yeah i mean i had to know I had to know what if you lived oh. in no no we met at LAX we met at LAX yeah oh, yeah we met at LAX we technically yeah, yeah, yeah. met at LAX yeah. but got to know each other in DC so oh so yeah. while flying out to DC yeah. you met at the airport yes uh, oh yeah our friend yep. Swoozy introduced, introduced us, us. And, and I didn't think anything of them at the time I was like oh they're nice I was like wow <laughs> yeah wow, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh he's so cute but anyway um but yeah, yeah we got to know each other that weekend hung out explored DC together. And then um, I honestly thought it was going to be like a weekend fling and he wasn't going to message me back. And then he asked me out to a date jazz the bar. following weekend. And we went on a jazz, jazz bar and then we saw each other every weekend since and mm-hmm. and then um, got married. So you guys start dating. Like, do you have to worry about like, oh, what do the people think about us dating? And it's like, so how do you like, like, how are you doing that? Like, is it like, do you feel like you're in the public eye as you're dating? Like, how does that work? So we yes. both had past relationships where we went public right away. From the start, I was like, hey, I'm talking to her. And you had... I'd be like, this is my new boyfriend. Or people would figure it out that I was yeah. dating someone. But we would be more open about it. Like, hey, this is it. Um, but when we first met, we kind of decided to keep it on the down low. We're like, let's not tell the public first. Let's focus on our relationship. Get it really strong. Because you know how much influence social media has on relationships and stuff. They're very opinionated yeah and i also like it was also part of like we knew that if a video with both of us together we know that dating is a huge topic people love dating we Mm -hmm. they love love and so we just didn't want to put use our relationship as a like views for views i I mean i i find this certain things like like you don't want to if you put it out there you're almost commercializing something and like a relationship you almost want to be careful like my wife and i we barely do videos together because one she just doesn't like me on camera but two it's like there is a certain measure of like the connection that we have that gets like released out to the world that you want to be i don't know a little guarded of is that private yeah yeah i think just being private was very important obviously i'd be in some of his videos and people figure it out that we were definitely a thing but we just never said if we were official we never said we were dating when I was in your uh, series, Where's My Romeo? 
People freaked out. Oh! Watch where you're going! Sorry about that. But now if I flash forward a few years later, it's like, you guys are married, you have a YouTube channel together, like, you yeah. do stuff. So, like, how do you tell people that, hey, we've been dating? Like, how does that, like, get revealed? <laughs> so, some people say we broke the internet. I don't know if I believe that or not. <laughs> so, we got married at the end of 2021. And we were like, there's no way we're going to be able to keep this private. Like, you're going to be living with me. We're going to be together all the time. It's impossible. So I was like, what if we do this? What if we, after we got married, at the end of 2021, we're like, we'll post a video saying we're dating. And then the next day, we'll post a video saying I proposed. And then the next day, <laughs> posted a video saying we're married. And it was funny because people thought we were going to continue and be like, we're pregnant. <laughs> but no, we did not. No fourth video. Yeah, no fourth video. Not yet. Um, but that was a very crazy series of videos. It was like dating, proposed, engaged. Oh, wait, no. Dating, engaged, then married within a week of videos. So people are like, what? People who didn't yeah. know us were probably like, these people are crazy. Weren't they back three days back to back to back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, sorry. So that's crazy because it's like, yeah, you, you've kept it a secret so long. You're, you're dating for like four or five, five years. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, like... And now it's like, okay, we're revealing it and revealing everything all at once. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, you know, as you make videos like that, like there's sort of like a loss of authenticity because you had sort of a planned sequence of how you were going to kind of share that information? Like, how does that feel? I mean, for me, the reason I wanted to get them out is because I didn't want people thinking we were milking it. Like, I didn't want people being like, oh, they're just milking their relationship. They're milking this whole situation. I was like, let's just put it all out there and start our new lives as Ron Ron in public. Yeah. It was also funny. Oh, it was so funny. We were just laughing, giggling, reading all the comments like, oh, this is hilarious. So it kind of almost felt like a prank more than anything else, like in a weird way. Like a four or five year prank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, and then we started our channel and it just felt right making a channel together and filming like relationship content because essentially like we always wanted to do it. We yeah. always wanted to make couples content. We always wanted to do videos together. We just put it off because we prioritized our relationship over doing content together like that. So, okay, But now you've gone from like one extreme where it's like you don't mm -hmm. even acknowledge that publicly you're together mm -hmm. to the other extreme where it's like most of your videos are the two of you doing stuff together like a husband does this and a wife does that. Like that's mm -hmm. that's what most of your content looks like now, right? Yeah. So So what's that like to make that such a radical shift from one direction to another? Oh, don't oh, freak out. Don't freak it, out. What is it? What, oh, what is it? It's a big spider. He's gone now. I flicked him away. <laughs> I was a very gnarly. I was so good with all of your animals, and I just can't with bugs. You, get, you don't get black widows on here, do you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think we're kind of too cold for that okay. to be very prevalent. We saw that wolf spider. Yeah, that wolf was that was together. huge. I don't know. That spider was just straight black and big, and I was like, oh, he's gone now. Fight. He's, like, flying. We're probably trying orb to fight spider. Orb? Yeah, so, so there's uh, these orb spiders. You'll see them. They make these really cool like webs in like the tall grasses oh. and they catch like crickets and stuff that's flying through and so they're probably the most common spiders you have out here. <laughs> oh i wouldn't kill them no they're nice they're, they they do good for the the ecosystem for sure he oh. just had a uh she's had a direct flight right yeah direct right. flight yeah <laughs> <laughs> gosh, what were we talking about no so so yeah but i mean like yeah making that shift where it's like i mean be very open with people, right? You guys came out here last couple of days and we're hanging out and we were making videos about farm life and kind of what's it like for a husband and wife to work on a farm together kind of thing. Like, so now that you're making content like that where that's not just like a part of what you make videos about, it's like the center of what you make. What's it make like to make that shift? 
I I honestly think from past relationship experiences that it's made it so much easier. Like, I don't have to worry about us shooting a video. Hello, squirrel. He, he went down there. Um, about us making a video and us getting upset or like this putting any strain on our relationship because we're so strong right now that we can do videos like this and talk completely honest about our entire relationship and be completely fine. Yeah, for me, it was like we're married now. Not Views, comments, YouTube channel. It's just not going to separate us. So I think it, and we always just wanted to do it. So there was this like shift of like, oh, we can finally do this. This is what we've been wanting to do together as a couple. And so it wasn't like a huge drastic shift, but Who it, was it? it's just like more making more content now. Yeah. Somebody said they were like views come and go like you have your high peaks and your low peaks. But relationships are what are forever because I plan on spending the rest of my life with you. Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> but now, as you guys were so both centered within your families and, like, mm -hmm. connected to your families, and, I mean, you know, like, Veronica, for you, like, your family is still a huge part of what you do because you still make a YouTube channel with your sister and, like, you're still doing that. How has it been to kind of, like, try to establish your own independence versus, like, continue to do what you've been doing? Yeah, so I I lived with my parents until I got married. So I, I we got married. I got married at 25. So I moved out when I was 25 and it was hard for sure because it was like, okay, what do I do? Whereas like I lived at my parents' house and that's where we filmed, that's where we worked. And so I'd wake up I'd go downstairs, eat breakfast, and then we just start immediately just talking about work and stuff. Whereas like now I, I'm home, I wake up, I do breakfast and then I go over there, 15 minute drive. And then I'm like, hey guys, and then we get to work. So it was definitely an adjustment. It's been almost two years now. Almost two years of this new, like, time getting adjusted with everything. And, you know, obviously, like, I'm a twin. And so it's a very different connection. And part of it was, like, sad because it was two big life changes I went through. I got married and I moved out. And so it was just, it was a, not hard, but it wasn't easy. It was an easy time for all of us. But we're, we're making it. We're making it do. <laughs> so and, and do you guys plan to kind of stay in Los Angeles, start a family? Like, what are your aspirations, like, kind of as you've been thinking about, like, the next few years for yourselves? We just bought a house, and I love that house. Renovating's been so much fun. <sighs> That's a hard question because I don't know what the future holds. But personally, I love this right now. But after hearing what you said about wintertime, <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not the best call, but... Personally, like living in Kansas City, experiencing all the seasons, part of me does miss that. But I absolutely love California so much. Yeah, it's expensive, but the weather, it's just... I do miss fall. This time of year so right good. now is just beautiful. Is so pretty. Yeah, we don't get this here. Oh. This is, this this is considered like winter. <laughs> this is winter in California. The leaves barely change colors. Yeah, this is insane. But yeah, I think home is California. And, but if... You never know. Never know what life can take you. But now, all right. So, okay. So you say something like that. As you're thinking about those things, are those conversations like you have to have with your family, like extended family? Like you have to like, like, cause it's not just like the two of you just making a call. I'm like, all right, we're packing up and we're going to, you know, Minnesota or something. I'd say I mean, it's very different for both of us. I, I mean, we totally could do that, but would it be the smartest decision business-wise? Probably not because I have my family that... 
we all work together and so it'd be kind of like hard to film we'd have to like bulk shoot i don't know it's just that's where it starts to go like you talk about all these scenarios like okay well what would happen if you did that but Mm -hmm. that's why i think i'd rather stay in california i mean i love california gas prices are a little high but besides that i love california sorry no my friend's texting me how much gas prices are right now and i'm like oh okay no, but it's still worth it. It's beautiful. And luckily for me, um, my parents want to move to California at some point. And my little brother is obsessed with California. He's at ECU right now. And then my other brother, Alex, loves California. So I just, I don't see us maybe buying property in Vermont. Like the farm next to yours would be great. <laughs> be good to have neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I think definitely like investing in property would be a good mm-hmm. thing to do. But like vacation homes would be we nice. Got to work a little harder if we want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron Ron Ranch, twenty twenty six. Yeah. So, so, so that was that's something else that as you guys have been here working on the farm with me the last couple of days, like you joked a lot about this idea of Ron Ron Ranch. Like, what does that mean? Like, what like what makes you even want to say that that's something that you do? Like, what what's like the motivating force behind it? It's not a joke, Morgan. I didn't. <laughs> Ron Ron Ranch. How did we start talking about it? So I've always told her about my background because my grandparents had pretty similar, they only had 80 acres, so but it was a pretty, pretty similar setup. Like half of it was woods, half was like green, and the other half was like cows and stuff, and I loved it. I, that was my favorite thing ever, and I would tell her about it all the time. And then she started showing interest. She's like, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. And I was like, okay, sure, sure you would. And honestly, after the video we shot with you, because I've never seen her in this environment. And I mean, not to give anything away, but what do you, like she did pretty good, right? I was impressed. I was impressed too. I'd I'd leave farm sitting chores to you, like let you take over for a couple of days. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) You made her day. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. Like the idea of owning land would be just so fun and having like space to be out in nature and just enjoy it, like breathe the air, smell trees. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, I want to retire or at some point in my life have a farm or ranch similar to what my parents, or what you have here. And then she just kind of was like, sure. And I was like, oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> my my uh, my dad's parents, my grandparents, they had a farm. Mm. And um, unfortunately, my grandpa passed away when I was pretty young, so they had to sell it. But I just have really great memories of that farm and just how fun it was. And there was like a creek, and then my grandpa had a pumpkin patch and stuff like that called it the papa patch and so Mm -hmm. it was just like you know a farm like i'm i'm not used to it but i was definitely in that environment yeah for a bit so like i i don't mind this vibe like this is something that sounds fun and you know my own chicken eggs making my own like what you do every morning like we like literally made our own you we have our own stuff i mean look you picked the brussels sprouts we ate for breakfast this morning there you go yes that's awesome and so amazing and you know times nowadays with the grocery stores and just whatever they're all putting on those fruits and vegetables you at least you know what you're doing and you know what's going into your food and that's just kind of nice i get a pablo a cat i'm allergic to cats inside kitties are so fun but pablo and them just out and about i would love a pablo so yeah and a toby yeah absolutely and a what's the what's your favorite chicken's name Bet. Bet. Bet the chicken. Yeah, bet was bet very popular. Bet the chicken. I think that it's just like the way your lifestyle is is just so fun. You're living so the dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, though, I don't think it's actually nearly as self-sufficient as 
people sometimes make it out to be because it's like, I still go to the grocery store. Right, right. And, uh, like, you know, there's like some of the core things that we eat on a regular basis. Yeah, that comes from the farm, but there's still a lot of stuff we buy. Like, you know, yeah, not dropping yeah, it out right, of society right. as much no, as exactly. I think people kind of like sometimes perceive that it is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good balance, like, because you can, you go to New York. I met uh, I met you at a VidCon. Yeah, we met in LA, yeah. So you're able to do this stuff, but also come back to just this peaceful, look at this, perfect cue, leaves. <laughs> it's oh. so fun. But, I mean, I, I love it out here, man. Thank you for having us out here, by the way. I've said this, like, nine or ten times, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep saying it. Waking up with the sun just coming in like that every morning has been the most peaceful thing ever. Yeah. For me. I like You're not a morning person. I like my blackout <laughs> curtains, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the guest room curtains are like, you know, you know, privacy curtains more than light curtains. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, the morning we woke up to help work on the farm yeah. to learn. I, I mean, I was pretty excited. Yeah, but you woke up like a zombie. Yeah, but I, my mind was like, okay, let's do this. I'm ready. Whereas like this morning, oof, I was like. <laughs> and even last night after the video, she was like, I want to help tomorrow. I was like, well, we're not filming. She's like, I still want to help with the chickens. I know you were out this morning. Yeah. Like you were like, all right, let's go. Like you it were enjoying fun. it. fun. I got to prove that I, if, if I am saying I want to farm, I got to at least show that I can do it. Once so. people see this video, they're going to be like, Ronnie's more capable than Aaron is when it comes to farm life. <laughs> like you smoked that. me. It was crazy. You were just crushing it, Ronnie. So here's a question, because I, I always wonder this, too. Like, how does this happen? All right, so the so the label Ron Ron, like, it's kind of like a name that you guys have adopted for yourselves as a couple. Like, I mean, I feel like five or six years ago, couple names were much bigger in terms of, like, they are right now. How did that come about? Was that something you, like, declared, and then you start asking people to call you that? Or, like, do people start calling you and you adopt it? <laughs> so it's actually my brother came up with, well. Mm, no. Okay, so here's, I'll say it, and then you say what you think, because there's a, there's a conflict here. So back then, my brother had a girlfriend at the time, and we would do a couple challenges together, a couple videos, and they had their name, and we were like, we need something besides Aaron and Ronnie, Veronica. And in my mind, she gets mad at me. I remember my brother Alex coming up with Ron Ron, but Ronnie... I remember, and I have the receipts in my messages, <laughs> uh, my text messages, uh, telling you, hey, if if there is a ship name, we should do like... You know, you have Aaron in your name, and I have Veronica in my name. So, like, why don't we just call ourselves Ron Ron? And we also found out Ron Ron means cat in Japanese, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like a, if you look up Ron Ron on Instagram, a bunch of cats show up. Huh. I'm not really sure yeah. what it is. The theory I had was it had something to do with Key and Peel, so I'm totally off. Oh, a. No, a. we had we had Ron Ron before A A Ron came out. No, A A Ron right? came out way before that. Has it been that long since yes. A A Ron? A A Ron is more than six years ago. What? Because wait, think about it. Um, uh, Get Out came out in what, like 2017 or something? Yeah, 18. So that was like post Key and Peele show. So well, shout out to Key and Peele yeah, for helping yeah. us with Ron. So Ron well, Ron, here, here, they came out with here's Ron. what's kind of like puts into perspective. The A.A. Ron skit came out when I was in middle school. Oh, you just made me feel so Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't so, have to say that. Like, I just, oh, you just barely didn't have to do that. In the woods and never come back. Oh. Yeah, because oh. I remember watching those videos and all my friends in middle school would, like, quote it. So, yeah, it's it's an old video. 
I've, I've heard A.A. Ron so much in my life. But it's great because when people try and spell my name, they're like, E-R-I-N. I'm like, no, A.A. Ron. And they're like, oh, and then they laugh and it breaks the ice and it's great. <laughs> and the whole time they just keep saying A.A. Ron. So it's, yeah. So where are you guys off to next? We are off are to off home. To home. Yeah. Well, we have to, we're driving to Boston and then going home. And then I have to fly out for another project, mm -hmm. but she gets to stay at home. Yeah, but right now we're in the stage of our marriage and our lives where we just kind of want to travel as much as we can and go do fun things like this before, before we, have, we kids. have kids and before we like start being serious about that because mm -hmm. when you have kids, you can't really go out and do so all you of that. Want to have kids. Like, that's we like, definitely we do. even have names. Well, you have names, right? Can't say them, though. No, no, we're not. We're but we have names because we're, we're very afraid. Are based names? No, they're not. I didn't not. mean to, I didn't mean to like, like Come on, Morgan. I guess I have to edit that part out. Come on, Morgan. No, they're not. They're not. But that, that's funny. I didn't think about that. That's you actually like really Ronald funny. And Ronald. <laughs> um, Reginald. No, that's not Ronda. 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 That would be the name for kids. So, so this is actually what's interesting about, you know, talking to you guys about all this. Because, you know, my wife sees me making videos. She sees that it's like a creative outlet for me mm -hmm. and it's something that I enjoy doing. And mm -hmm. she's seen me in times of my life when I didn't have that creative outlet and like how I was just very unhappy. And so she's supportive in that regard, yeah. but she does not like to be on camera. She like doesn't even love like if I show certain parts of the house, like I actually don't show just intentionally because she doesn't mm -hmm. want to like put everything out there. And so she's a much more private person. And so like for us, it's like, how do we find that balance? That's often like something we talk about. Um, but yeah, no, we, I, I think she would cringe too hard if I ever even proposed like a, a, a relationship name. I don't even know what a good Morgan Allison combination would be. Morgan, I mean, Morgallison. Now you got me thinking. Morgallison. So, so yeah, so, no, so we have That's... no ship I, and I haven't even heard that term ship name. Like I'm like, Oh, it's like, you know, the intrepid. That's our ship name. Like, <laughs> oh my God. The USS Toby dog. I don't know. Leave possible ship names in the comment section below. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're going to find a good one. Awesome. Like, oh. Can we ask you questions? Okay. All right. Let's look. So I guess we've been hanging out here for a while. So what questions would you have for me? I've I been saving this. Right, Ooh, go for it. Okay. He asked us for, uh, he asked us to do a podcast before we came here and I was like, all right, let me think of some questions to hit him with. So it's really interesting. You said 10 years, no, five years ago you moved here. Yeah. It's from city to yeah. farm life for a couple who kind of wants to do the same thing. Any, any pieces of advice, anything you wish you could redo or do better or like, cause I'm Ron Ron ranch is going to happen. Like it's definitely after, is that okay to say? If we find land, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> But after seeing Ronnie in this environment, I was like, she can do it. And I would love to wake up to this every morning. I mean, I, I think that like, all right, so the the five years later, what would I do differently? Um, I, th I think there's a couple things. I think, and I'll break it down in a couple sections. One, it's, you know, the dynamic between my wife and I and how we approach things and like kind of how we're aligned as a couple on what we're doing. I think two, as I think about like, why am I doing this? And then like what sort of activities I'm taking on with the farm and like the house and like what we're doing and like even what we're looking for in terms of the land. Like I think there's some things that I'd do differently there. And then three, like how do I adapt to where I've moved? Because I think probably if I've made some of the biggest mistakes, it's like how do I think about kind of joining a community? How do I think about not just being somebody who buys a second home and I'm just like, I pop in once a month and I'm here and there, but I'm not actually a part of the community. I think 
one of the biggest lessons I've learned is like, how do you integrate into where you are? And mm -hmm. so as you're looking at land and looking at finding a place, really focus in on both like, what do you guys want? But then also what's that town like? What's that place like? What are the people like? Does that match who you are? Does that match where your values are? Could you see yourself wanting to participate in town meetings or like other oh, parts of the community? Yeah. Like, don't think about yourself as an island because I think when I was living in like DC or I was living in Brooklyn, you know, you have your friends and you, you're there, but you're, there's so many people around you. You have this anonymity, like almost when you're out here, like I'm in a town of 700 people in the second least populated state in the U S like you don't have anonymity. You actually surprisingly are known by everybody and you know, everybody and everybody seems to be related and there's all these connections. And so to be coming in as an outsider to say, how do you fit in and how do you connect? That was something I wish I did differently. Um, I think when it comes to the farm and what that is, like, uh, you know, having sort of a rough idea, like my plan was I was going to come out here, I'd work a day job and I'd raise ducks for eggs. And that was like my, that was my plan on paper. And it started off that way the first year or two, but then as things grew with like videos and mm. grew with the farm, I started more and more to say, oh, this is all I want to do. And I just want to do this. And so how do I like adapt my plan to match where my passion is mm -hmm. versus if I say, hey, I'm just like fixed on this one path and going, I think that that's there. And then as far as the couple stuff and the 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 dynamics, I think like getting to your why, like in being on the same page, like, you know, are you doing this because you want a retreat and a sanctuary and a place to escape? Are you doing this because you want to have a day to day routine and work and like have responsibilities that are different than what you've got now? Like. Be very clear and on the same page as a couple, because I, like I think for Allison and me, like there were like the big picture stuff of it, we were very much on the same page. But there were like certain nuances, like you know when I was pushing because I wanted to have cattle, and she's like, I don't know, those are big scary animals, and like yeah. what happens if you get sick? Do I have to take care of the cattle? What happens? Like you really have to like think that stuff through and talk mm -hmm. it through. And if one of you acts independently from the other, you're gonna have a situation where it's gonna cause discord and that's going to be the stuff that like harms you and hurts you much much more than I mean, it's like any other major life decision like that not being on the same page there makes it so much harder to do just the day-to-day -day. and that's where the arguments start that's where the problems come in i mean and so to be between the two of you very very focused on what that is i think that's maybe the most important thing wow okay well that's great advice well that leads me to my next question yeah your 12 year anniversary is about to come up uh, yeah, I mean, from when we're recording this, I believe it's Monday. Wow! Oh, congrats! congrats. Yeah. yeah. So, we're about to hit two years. So you have a decade on us as far as marriage life. Any advice when it comes to marriage life? I mean, honestly, I, I think it's 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 everything I just said. I think that's probably mm -hmm. the yeah. biggest piece of advice. I mean, the other big marriage advice that I've, I have is it's like, um, figure out what really matters to the other person. And then be very honest about how much it matters to you. So, for example, um, like I know that Allison is very particular about organization and keeping things clean, and that I am the biggest slob in the world. I have like ADHD and messes, and I have piles of stuff, and it's chaos. And if I was left to my own devices, it would be that way. But I know it's so important to her that I work really, really hard to do it because I know it's it's less stressful for me to put in that extra effort than it is for her to just like grin and bear my chaos. And I don't even do a great job of it. I, I screw that up all the time. But like, that's a thing. Or like you're having an argument and like, 
you know, does it really matter to you or are you just like taking a position because mm-hmm. like that's that's what you prefer versus for the other person? Like, no, that's like a make or break. Like being really clear on what matters to you and what matters to them and then figure out who does it matter more to and then letting the decision fall in that person's favor. Wow. I never would have guessed you were We should have come to you for couples counseling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, look, that's a product of years of couple counseling on our part. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, like, I, I, do, I do think that that, like, comes into play, but, like, I, I think that that's super important. Did you know he was a slob? After being here for three days, I never would have guessed you were a slob. No. You're so organized in and the kitchen. And you're so clean, like, boom, boom, well, boom, boom. because if I didn't, it would be absolute chaos by day three. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's true. And, you and again, I know like Allison's coming home. It's like my wife's been working. She's mm-hmm. a nurse practitioner. And so she's been working in an emergency room for the last three days. She has like these 12 on, 12 off. And then she's off for like two weeks. She's coming back tonight. I know like if I hadn't cleaned and kept cleaning as I go, like the house would have been like a disaster. And then it would have, well, we would have had a fight tonight, like for sure. <laughs> oh. And so does she help a lot with the farm then when she's here? Oh, yeah. Um. That re- I mean, a little bit. So so Allison is all about the garden. And, yeah. and she, like, owns that. That's her thing. I help her do stuff, but she's the boss there. Mm-hmm. All the animals are, are really my responsibility. Um, you know, she might have wanted just, like, a couple of chickens and would have called it a day. I was the one who really wanted that. And so I really take that as a responsibility. If I'm in a pinch and, like, I need to be somewhere, like, say, in Boston and, like, I'm going to be get, ba- get back late, I can have her check on something or do something. But I try to avoid using that as my plan for escape. So, like, mm-hmm. like when I went to Los Angeles this summer, yeah. um, I have a neighbor who I hired to be the farm sitter. And it was her job to come here every day and do the morning chores and make sure all the animals were set. And Allison didn't really do any of that because I didn't want to, like, put that on her because she doesn't want it. And so... To make force my needs on her on a regular basis, I would worry that would that would kind of create resentment. Yeah. And so she will help here and there. And she she like we have really nice times like on a like an evening, like as sun setting, we'll go walk around and do evening chores and feed the animals and check on things. And it's a beautiful, wonderful ritual, but like I don't try to make it something she has to do because the the farm's definitely my passion, not hers. She enjoys the life out here, but like I don't know. I could see if, if it was entirely up to her, we might still live in Brooklyn, for example. Oh, wow. Wow. But I'm sure she loves it out here, right? Oh, yeah, she does. I mean, she definitely, I mean, and she's a massive fan of skiing and hiking and kayaking and kind of all of those things. And so, like, uh, I'd argue there's no better place on earth to be a fan of that stuff and be able to do it. Like, out mm-hmm. here. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we'll move in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys can take the guest suite again. You're, you're that that bed was so comfortable. <laughs> it was. Yes. It was I will firm. Say. The pillows are the perfect. <laughs> Waking up this morning, there Thank was you, muscles Allison. I didn't know I had. I was like, oh, I'm sore here and here. What does this mean? Well, I mean, that was one of the things we were talking about. Like, yeah, like farm fit is very different than gym fit. Like, yeah. There's just no question about it. Like, it's a whole different body, mm-hmm. like, build that you need to have. For yeah. sure. Um. Whew. I was, can, or, or, should we end? No, no keep going. This, I'm having so fun. I, yeah. going forever. So out of curiosity, I was on TikTok and I was scrolling through. I just typed in farm life. And I was just looking at like what the different type of content that people post on their farms and stuff. And I came across a um, someone whose chicken was sick. And I was like, oh, wow. I guess like we've had such a great experience here, but... I'm sure there's so many ups and then a lot of downs that like you don't really think about. So like 
how do you get through those times or like what do you do i mean it's hard and 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 putting your farm out there and putting like your life out there like that is is i think it's harder because you have less control so whereas like you guys can kind of hide your relationship and maybe give people like a wink and a nod here and there for a few years and not say oh yeah we're dating we're boyfriend and girlfriend that's like what we're like you don't have to you can kind of like work past that because that's not the center of your content like the videos that i make it's all about the farm like that's at the core of it and so i can't really hide it too much and at the same time though like yeah there's like great things and it's joy and ecstasy like last couple days have been fun and awesome but there's like hard things like, you know, an animal getting sick, an animal dying. Um, when Lil Barncat, who's the cat who's inside our house, she got hit by a car. I was like beside myself and like so concerned. Even uh, last month, uh, Molly Murder Mittens, who's one of our barn kits, she, she went missing. And I had like a good two weeks where I was just like hardcore depressed. I'd barely shot videos. I like just kind of rolled through stuff because like I couldn't even talk on camera without like breaking down and crying about it. And... um like, even now, I'm actually just starting to work on, like, a longer video about that cat telling kind of her whole story. And I want to make it, like, a 90-minute long, like, almost documentary about her as, like, almost a way to honor her. Yeah. But I had to wait a month before I could even feel that because it's, like, you almost want to, you know, tell stories about scars and not wounds. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're actively suffering with something, it's so hard to share that versus if you have the perspective and you can say, okay, this is how I was feeling, this is how it felt, and you can say it almost in the past tense. It's just a different thing. But when you're making content about your farm or you're like going on TikTok every day and doing a video like I often do, like it's hard to conceal that. And so it's it's something I struggle with. So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question or not, but it, it's, it's challenging. No, I think you just said something really beautifully um, when you talk about uh, the wound versus scars, like talking about scars rather than the wounds. Like that's such a great metaphor. I've never heard that before. I didn't make that. Somebody, somebody who like, I think I read it like in a storytelling book, but yeah, it's like, because it's, it's so hard, and, and I think, like, uh, for all of us, right, like, as we make content on social media, how do you think about it with the lens of, this is happening to me right now in the present tense, which is often what people want to see the most, but what's probably healthiest for you mentally is to not do that. Like, because yeah. like, you're human, and you need to process and feel human feelings and not be thinking about what you're putting out there. And that's a, a tough balance to strike. I think there's also, like it can apply to a lot of just life in general. Like when you get hurt by someone, it's just like, don't like lash out right in that minute. Like take a second, like take a step back and just like think about things and then talk about the scar and with that person or like with your situations. I don't know. This is you, no, look, you sound yeah. like our, our couple's counselor. So yeah, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just so beautifully said. I, there's something to Have you guys ever had that. like something like that where you've like as a couple been like, oh, we can't talk about this in a video until now. And like you finally get to a point where you feel comfortable about doing that. Our relationship in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole the whole relationship. Because we waited. Yeah, we waited five years. Oh, that's, um, so far, I mean, you've seen this guy. He's so positive. There's rarely anything. Just an insect. Just an insect. It's not a He's, he's so worry. positive. But, I mean, obviously, we do we do go through ups and downs, especially like with our private lives and just like family, family, family matters. But we we try not to put that out on the internet. So that's like I would say that's a very big difference between the content we make versus what you make. Like you're like real lifetime. Like so that's something you have to consider when you're filming and stuff. And so I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I mean, it it comes up, and I, and I think just as a person too, like. I wasn't always this way, but I feel like as I've like gotten older, I've like gotten more comfortable with just being vulnerable and like 
opening myself up and like I'm even just like we're having this conversation right now. Like ah, you wouldn't have talked about this six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but like you know, putting yourself out there and realizing that that's actually the thing that does build relationships, though, mm-hmm. and that is what builds connections when you kind of put your trust in that other person and you're saying, hey, look, this is how I'm feeling. This is who I am. This is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like so, that builds relationships person to person. But it's also become something that's actually pretty powerful when you're making a video and you're trying to share with the world, like, hey, here's how I'm feeling and here's something I'm doing. And so it's like, I think it's something people abuse a lot and you have to like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But it is a powerful tool when you are willing to open yourself, whether it's to one person or, you know, a million people like that's that's where the connections, that's where people care. That's where it like it matters. And so to be open and honest. It, it has a cost and it's difficult, but it does also make a difference. Yeah. It's a very scary thing. Yeah, but... What's scary about it? Just being vulnerable like that. I mean, for me, like in North Carolina, guys are always taught to be like, you don't cry, we're manly. You don't show emotion, we're manly. And it's so interesting, especially for you, because most of the farmers I know back home are like, I'm not going to worry about a cat. I'm not going to worry about an animal. But hearing you guys talk about it was very because Ronnie, she any animal like well if we drive by if there's like roadkill or something I I have to like, Ronnie don't look because she just gets so emotionally attached which is great but for me I mean I think I'm, I'm I've got a good handle on it now but back in the day when I lived in North Carolina it was kind of looked down upon for men to be like very emotional or speak about your feelings or stuff like that or say I love you yeah. Like well, I love you was huge. No, but it's huge. And 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 yeah, like to like say to like a friend, like, hey, I love you, man. Like like and like just even at a time. Awkward like, silence. Yeah, but but at the same time, I, I think that like to be more comfortable doing that that's there. And I mean that's part of why actually I got myself comfortable even mm-hmm. talking about it like in this type of forum where, you know, I think the more like people of our generation can do that and model that and show that to like a younger generation, mm-hmm. does that actually break down some of that stereotype and stigma and i and i think it doesn't it's not going to happen overnight but i think the yeah. more comfortable people are i think the better I, like i am if i think about like my dad's generation he was probably more comfortable about talking about his feelings and saying i love you to me mm-hmm. than probably his dad was yeah and so if i can kind of go that next level and next level I, th- I think it makes for a better place yeah definitely my, my biggest thing is i don't want the last thing for me to say to somebody i love to be something that I don't truly feel. Like for my grandpa, one of the best things I'm so excited about was my dad was like, he used to be very strict. He used to be like, like he wouldn't not say I love you or anything. It was like, boom, boom, boom. But before he passed away, it got to a point where he'd be like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, so my dad's like, I've never heard him say that before. And then, yeah, just having that moment versus if I never, like not to be morbid, but like if something were to happen to me, I'd hate for the last thing for me, like the last thing for me to have said to you to be something negative. And what was really interesting is when you said when it comes to arguments, like you need to think about, it. is this something you really want to argue about or is this just you trying to make a stand? So, yeah. I, sorry, I went on a little rant, rant there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking it as... <laughs> Is it is it worth trying to be right over? <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, like, does it really matter? And right. Like, like, and and I'm I'm a very competitive person, right? Same. And and so I don't want to lose. Right. And but the more you think about, particularly like your spouse, but I think it actually applies to any relationship that actually matters to you. Like, if you care about that person, you're never competing with that person. Mm-hmm. And so to say, hey, it's a win. There's a winner and a loser in this discussion. I think it's it's just almost the wrong mindset to look yeah. at it with. Or even saying, 
I was wrong. I just feel like a lot of my friends still have issues saying that or like admitting that like, hey, I was wrong or I'm sorry, especially back home. My buds back home, they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, and, and, and I don't mean to make this a Southern stereotype from a guy who lives in New England most mm-hmm. of his life. Um, but is, is like is that like a cultural thing that you see from that standpoint versus like now you're the California guy, yeah. you've gone kind of California soft, do you find that you have to deal with well, that? Well, I will say I used to have major anger issues, like really bad anger issues. I would get in fights, punch walls, break stuff. She never saw this side of me. No. Um, but there was a turning point, and honestly, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, why am I so angry? Why am I trying so hard to be this macho, macho man? No offense to macho man, your cow. <laughs> He's a but, bull. He's not a kid. Oh, bull. Sorry, bull. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, it's interesting because when I go back home, my friends like Brian, Zach, they say I love you. We're like, hey, man, love you, man. Good seeing you and all this stuff. But when I see them interact with their other friends, I'm like, you kind of revert back to that other stage. And I honestly think we had a friend pass away from a motor- motorcycle accident. And I think that was the big point for a lot of my friends who are like, hey, I love you. I want you to know that like you mean a lot to me kind of thing. It's interesting you say that because I actually think back to it was a, the year after I, I finished my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no, it was actually the year before my freshman year of college. Uh, a really good friend of ours died in a car accident that summer, and it was like this very pivotal shift in like how my friends and I talked to each other mm-hmm. about like how we cared about each other because there was like there was this very sad bonding moment where we're all crying about our our friend who, who died, and like then it's like you start to say, well, these are the folks who are here, and like. It, it does, it's again, it's almost that like the exposure of emotional vulnerability creating that deeper connection and relationship. Is, I think it's another example of that for sure. But I would say it's it's definitely, like when I came to California, it, I don't think it was an issue at all. There was no like male provada. There wasn't like, oh, we gotta be blah, 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 unless you go to Muscle Beach. But no, I mean, I am truly happy that I was able to overcome that early on because I would, oh, 10 years from now, I feel like I'd be very upset with myself if I wasn't able to communicate how I feel. Like, hey, that hurt me. Or, hey, this is how I'm feeling about this. Because I feel like if you're not willing to talk about your emotions, that's going to lead to arguments, too. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you say it differently, though. What He's, do you mean? He says, you're being mean today. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Hey. I'm like, Why sorry. are you so cranky? I'm sorry. I need food. Yeah, and most of the time it's food related. Yeah, food no. or sleep related. Yeah. Uh, Allison kind of falls into similar legs. Like, yeah, if those human needs are taken care of, like the 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 social graces go right out the window. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess the reason I'm always so optimistic and upbeat is because I feel like time, life's too short to be mad or upset, and most of the things you're mad or upset about go away with time. But what so are the things that upset you though? There, there must be stuff. Traffic. Um, people making stupid mistakes, um, people putting Ronnie in danger, especially when it comes to driving, like if we're in the car and somebody's like on their phone and they cut me off, I'm like, oh, come on, what are you doing? But if it was just me, I'm like, okay, they might be having a bad day. But when Ronnie comes into the picture, it's more like, what is wrong with you? But for me, I'm usually like, maybe they had a rough day. You don't know what's happening in their life kind of thing but if it involves Ronnie I get very protective and your family oh and my family very protective oh yeah I get uh (laughs) so I didn't know I did this for the longest time but we'd go to parties and Ronnie's like what are you doing I was like what do you mean and I I guess I put do you want to explain that serious he just has an intimidating look sometimes when he like is in a mood 
I can see that you're a big dude. Like, yeah. You know, he like, he kind of like puffs his chest out and his face what? is more serious. My chest is always out. And he just kind of like walks more stiff in a way. I don't know. I'm just more aware <laughs> of my surroundings. Veronica, what do you? What makes you mad? Yeah, what makes mm, you mad? A lot of things. <laughs> yes. Um, Besides food issues. The clothes on the side of my bed that I put there. <laughs> Trash corner. No, okay. we're, 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 deeper. we're okay. getting deep here on this podcast. Like, what like, like what are actually like, really things that upset you? Besides my scheduling habits. Um, I think just like conflict. Like mm. things that when things don't work out or things don't go. Like, because I'm, I'm such a perfectionist. If things don't go my way or like go a certain way that I think it should, I kind of get like upset or like I get mad at myself. If things don't like, I get a lot. I get really mad at myself a lot. She, he's always yeah. like, "You're always it's like, it's not your fault." Yeah, it's not your. But fault. it's usually if there's too many. If people are upset, what did is her? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. There's a fly. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. If people are, I've noticed with her, she likes to take on people's pain. So like, if somebody's upset because something didn't work out, and she's like, "I could have done it. I could have made it work out," and she'll just get upset with herself. So I constantly have to remind her that it's not her fault. But I love that part about her, though. It's like one of my favorite things I love about it. Thanks. But yeah, conflict, bad energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes me mad. Petty things mm-hmm. makes me mad. <laughs> when I don't listen to her. <laughs> are, are you like the type of person who like, like gets yelling or you just get like introverted? Like, like how do you get in your map? I'm actually very curious because you seem like such a happy, bubbly person, at least if we've interacted here. Like, like, like. Like, like, where do you go when you get mad? I'm curious. Mm. Be honest. I don't know. I don't, because you're the one who probably sees it a lot. I just, I I would say more grumpy than mad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would say it takes a lot for her to get, like, what I would consider mad. Initially, I thought all of it was mad, but now I'm starting to learn the different levels. Maybe it's Most... just more like a, ugh. <laughs> frustrated 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 that's that's more so not so much mad just frustrated but if you have like dark chocolate or a snack on you it usually resolves the issue <laughs> i don't know but wait wait wait. that's almost like you're making light of it right like okay she's got an off switch let me just hit the off switch and it's good yeah like wait what what actually does it take to like unwind that like when you're like oh uh, is it i think talking it out like yeah. talking it out like with either if it's with my family my sister my mom dad or with aaron um just talking things out or just kind of like Taking a deep breath and just like, okay, and just thinking it through. And I'm like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Or like realizing after I was mad, kind of like what you were saying about like the wound versus like the scar, like in that moment, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And then like, I realized what I did or like, or maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm like, okay. I've realized it's when I get her to actually confess what's upsetting her. And then I can tell a tone change. Like Mm -hmm. when she actually says what she's really feeling instead of trying to (laughs) <laughs> hide it kind of thing for me i i will say i try to push down the bad stuff like if something bad happens i'm like it's okay instead of just dealing with it i kind of walk over it so that's something i'm dealing with but with whenever she's finally able to be like this is what upset it is upsetting me even if we don't figure it out right away i can tell that's a huge mm-hmm. relief yeah when he gets mad he goes in like showers i like, go shower it off like a physical washing away oh, motion. Yeah, that's what he told me when we first started dating. Just wash like, it away. We were having an argument over text and he didn't respond for like ten minutes. And I was like and he was like, Sorry, I was showering, I was washing off. 
hate texting <laughs> arguments. I just texting oh, in general. I, I'm with you. Oh. Uh, I was like, I'd rather have, because I can get a tone, I can get a vibe, I can feel yeah. energy. But over the phone text, I'm like, let's just wait until we're in person. And then we usually resolve it like that. But right. text message, if I use an exclamation point in the wrong point or a period. Or the wrong emoji. Or if I just say K. I oh K'd, my gosh. I K a group chat the other day. She said, you K'd us. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I was tired. He put K. And sometimes like autocorrect. <laughs> autocorrect does it too. It's like you put okay and I'll just do K. I'm like, no. I think that's, no, all right. So that's that's autocorrect learning what you do. And so you do that so much, it probably is adapted with K to K. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Outed by autocorrect. How do you unwind when you get upset? When's the last time you were mad? Yeah. You don't seem, you like, seem like... Oh, I get mad. I, get, I definitely get mad. I, I think... Um, so I'm type of person, particularly when I feel like I see something that's like injustice or wrong mm-hmm. or somebody who is taking advantage of other people, I get very angry. And like, I'm the type of person where like, I think we're relatively intelligent. And so I can use that to like almost dismantle and like sharply go on the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like the example like, we were talking about is like the hound hunting stuff, right? Yeah. Like, like I've had conflicts with folks where like I'm on the attack and I am like just the biggest jerk possible. Like, and, and it's because like, I feel like what they're doing is wrong. And if I'm not speaking up and like acting on it, who is, I've had other things where like, I've had like conflicts with like other video creators, like in the homesteading and farming space where like, I felt like they were taking advantage of viewers by pretending like the world's going to end and you got to watch this video. Oh, it was a whole genre. Oh. And like, I would, I would see that. And it would make me so mad because I knew that they weren't doing it because they genuinely felt that way. They were doing it because that would get people riled up. That would get people watching their videos. And it, it like, I went on the attack with that. And I don't think that that's necessarily the right way for me to process my anger. But like when I'm mad, I'm, I'm, I go on the attack. It's like, I, you know, I'm a flightless bird. <laughs> like, it's kind of one of those types of situations. But you can also see it as like a protector, though, which I feel like the world needs a little more of. Yeah, I, I think I think in, in some ways, yes. And I think like there's a there's a positive, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's definitely the positive side of it. But I think there's also to a certain extent, like almost like a like a self-righteous indignation that comes from it that might not be the healthiest thing, nor even sometimes the right thing. Like, Maybe I've got it wrong. Like I, I, I'm wrong a lot. Like, like if you kind of look at my track record, there's many times where I could point to myself, oh, I was wrong there, I was wrong there. And I'm usually pretty good at, like, copping to it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in the moment and I'm fighting and arguing for that position, like, even when my wife and I, we argue, like, I, I, I need to tell myself that thing of it's not about winning or losing because I'm so focused on winning yeah. that I need to step back. And, and so, yeah, when I'm mad, that's, that's how I go at it. I used to get tunnel vision when I was mad. Like, I was like, I don't care about... Uh, you, sorry, I used to get like tunnel vision when I was mad. Like I was like, I don't care about anything else. You can't justify anything. This is what I see. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And then like you said, like the next day I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I was so bad or like just so immature, immature of me to do that. But the fact that you're acknowledging like you know where you're coming short is a huge thing that a lot of my friends back home don't do. Well, again, that's 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 years of therapy right there too. Yeah. I mean, like, because, I, you know, I, I don't know, I think, most people, most men especially, are raised without the toolkit of how to acknowledge and talk about your feelings. I love that. And like, like that's something you have to build. It's just like anything else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like being out here on the farm, I've learned how to use power tools. Like, I was the type of guy who used to pay people to have to build my IKEA furniture. Yeah, like, I was that. <laughs> inept. Like, I was that that bad. And I'm not a master carpenter now, but I could put up frame a wall. I could build. I built coops and buildings yeah. and all sorts of stuff like that. 
And I had to learn that tool set. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like talking about my emotions and being like more in touch with like how I'm feeling about something. I had to learn how to do that. I think the more you can teach kids that, the better they're going to be long term. But I don't know. A lot of people don't grow up with that. Yeah, I feel like even nowadays people are still being taught feelings are bad. Don't do this. Don't show that. B was a knight in shining armor. You have no kinks in it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a time and place for expressing emotions, yeah. but you just got to figure out what's the right, when's the right time and where's the right time to express those and who's the right person to yeah. express it with. So Yeah. I mean, especially for me, like you were saying about the whole wounds and scars thing, when it comes to emotional things, like I got to process it, think about it, like think before I speak, because I'd hate to say something and then try and fix it, especially if it's out of context and be like, ah, and then that, that one phrase is stuck in their head and it's just attached to me. I'm like, I don't want you thinking that it's just, you caught me at the wrong time, especially when it comes to like VidCon and conventions. I have to make sure I'm in like a clear mind space because I don't want to bring outside stuff to vidcon because vidcons for me it's about meeting like you guys fans friends people making connections and stuff Mm -hmm. so wow i feel very relieved after this podcast (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sort of thinking like i'm trying to like figure out the format for this show like yeah maybe it's just like therapy in the woods like yeah it's therapy in the woods i was like maybe you could split this into two (laughs) yeah all right one about like la and videos and the other about life and farm and motion I don't know. I think it's fun when it's gonna be like light is segmented like that. Exactly like, true. Right. <laughs> like right. if we're building this for content, you yeah. definitely do that, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you'd have your hook and your title and your thumbnail, and it would all yep. be there. But like, yeah. and I, I don't know. For me personally, this is one of the more frustrating things about like social media and algorithms. Like you get so trained to think mm-hmm. and communicate in that format. I actually wonder what that does for humans over the next decade or so. Where it's like, like is that how? If you don't package your thoughts or ideas in that format, is it ever going to be connecting with people? I mean, for me, the way I see it is the fact that you're acknowledging that you're a step ahead of everyone. Because I feel like last night we talked about trends and uh, I talked about my friend, uh, Taras. He was like, I don't follow trends. I make trends. And uh, that's kind of a cocky thing to say. But if you think about it, his thing is, I don't want to follow what everyone's doing. I want to do what I want to do. And things will probably just come that way. I feel like if you're passionate about something, if you love something enough, it doesn't matter if it's trending. It doesn't matter if it's the hot topic of the day. People will just be gravit Like your videos, your your shorts, or, or your TikTok, sorry. Like when I watch them, I can tell that you're very passionate about what you do. And like even <laughs> when we were walking around, if we see something or anything, you'd give us a random fact. And I was like, oh, wow, he really <laughs> loves this stuff. I saw the frog the, this morning. Yeah, the yeah. neurodivergency. Yeah, like the frog we found <laughs> this morning. Frog. Like, I was like, a frog. And he, he picked it up, and then he's like, I want to make a TikTok real quick. And, yeah. like, wow. and you've been here, you've been five years on the farm, right? And it still feels like you're like still just as in love as just as in love with it as you were when you first moved here. Oh, definitely. But but actually, though, here, here's something I struggle with, and, and I'm curious on, on how you guys think about this, too, mm-hmm. as you particularly make videos. So I think part of the reason why, particularly when I first started, I was good at making farm videos mm-hmm. different than other people was there's sort of like a wonder and newness to everything I was doing because I didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm like almost at the tail end of my fifth season of farming, 
like I realized I have to like keep finding ways to rekindle that mm. because that's what makes them interesting to be a good storyteller where you're passionate and you have this wonder. Like if I'd grown up on a farm and had been around animals my entire life, I don't think I would have done as good a job bringing that to life to other people because I didn't have the excitement and fascination. Mm-hmm. And I think even why I like to do random stuff like make a podcast with you guys in the middle of the woods yeah. is because it's just a different way to experience life and like have some of that passion. And so like, how do you keep finding that? Like, I mean, is that something you're familiar with as you guys like make me this? Like, are there video formats where like, like you and your sister are like so sick of making this type of video that you don't even want to do it anymore? Cause it feels like you're just going through the motions. For me, I always think about why I'm doing it mm-hmm. and like, what's my purpose. And I truly believe like my purpose is to try and make people happy and just be kind to people. And because you just never know what that's going to do. And even if it's with a silly challenge video, um, there has been so many people who have that we've met in person. who are like, you've changed my life. And it's just like, whoa, like I've I did that. And so when it comes to like the passion part, that's what it really comes down to is like, this is my purpose. I love doing this because it makes other people happy, makes me happy. And it's fun. It's creative. And if I'm like in a mental block and I can't think of anything, it's a challenge. Like, it's a fun challenge. Like, all right, let's see. What can I find on the internet right now where I can get inspired by it and just, like, think of a whole new idea? And so that's how I usually come about it is just remembering why we started in the first place. I obviously say we started YouTube to create, like, a resume online. But we also knew that once the comments started, like, wow, you guys are great. Like, this is amazing. Like, you guys are helping me so much throughout my day. This makes my day. My sister and I found this other purpose where it's like, whoa, we're not just creating a video just to create it. It's like making other people happy, too. So that's where I, where I go. That's where my head goes when it comes to that. Definitely agree. I mean, the reason I started making videos was because I wanted to help people, but also finance, like, I was like, oh, this is a way to make money, which is... Like, a lot of people are like, no, I just do it for the view. Or, no, they're like, I just do it for the fans. I do it to help people. But, I mean, the reality is this is, like, what we live off of. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, last night when you showed us two of your videos, I was watching your video, but I was also watching you. And I was like, maybe that's how I can kind of just reignite the way I'm, like, when you were watching your video last night, I could see your mind like, you're like, oh, oh, oh. It's also, it's kind of like you're being like reawoken. You're like, oh, I should have did this. Oh, I could have did this. Oh, this is Yeah, nice. I was going to say, I'm not sure that's the healthiest kid because it's like the coulda, woulda, shoulda vibe yeah. that I think I was going through watching that like with you. <laughs> but like going back, I was like, oh, you know what I want to do is I want to go back and watch some of my videos where at the time I was like, like I still love making videos. I still love what we do and everything. But it's kind of like that child wonder of like, you know, when you were a kid, and you went to amusement park for the first time, and it's like, whoa. But now if you go now, it's like, cool, kind of thing. That's how I feel with videos. And I was like, if I can go back and watch myself and just kind of remind myself, kind of like you, like you need to remind yourself why you're making videos in the first place. We're lucky enough to have a visual. We can go back and watch ourselves make those videos, make those mistakes, make those fun mistakes. Like just... Well, so, so okay, so actually... This past summer, I did a 24-hour live stream that was a flood relief Mm -hmm. uh, fundraiser because, like, after we had the floods here in Vermont. And one of the things I did to fill time Mm -hmm. was I called them, like, the director's commentaries where I went back to old YouTube videos 
and like played them from like 2018 or 2019 and like was like oh gosh that's so embarrassing like oh look pablo looks like this yeah and and it was actually a very enjoyable so i strongly encourage you to like you can almost make like reacting to your own videos type of videos that could be actually a lot of fun i yeah, I, yeah. That, How did that make you feel, though? Like, besides, once you got past the, because everybody cringes at your old, like, own Yeah, stuff. so, so, there's some parts where it's, like, um, there's definitely cringe. There's some parts where it's, like, wow, I feel like I was even doing it right then, like, a little pride. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, man, like, uh, weepy nostalgia definitely comes up. Like, um, actually, though, it's even more trippy. Um. So I shoot sometimes, like, I don't know, a couple times a year, I'll make 360 videos. Yeah. Where I'll take, like, that 360 camera, and I'll just carry it with me and do chores. Mm -hmm. And then when I watch that, like, on an Oculus, so, like, not just, like, on my phone, but, like, an immersive, like, VR headset, mm -hmm. and experience that, it feels like I'm back at the farm. And what's crazy is I have it from, like, I think it was, like, 2020 was the first time I ever did it. And so, like, Toby was relatively young. I didn't have most of the puppies, or, like, like, I didn't have Abby the puppy. Like, it was, like, there were a lot less ducks and geese. There were ducks and geese that are dead or gone that, like, I used to have that, like, I remember. And, like, it was, like, time traveling. And I swear, that was, like, the most, like, it was beautiful, but sad and bittersweet and amazing and just nostalgic. It, it's a, it was an incredible feeling. I... Really, because I'm a huge fan of home videos. Yeah, like the old home videos. I'm huge. Like watching their, like their dad captured everything them as kids. Like it's, if you're gonna watch one of their videos, watch one when they were like children. It was just adorable. Anyways, like I never thought about doing 360 because watching it on a screen is one thing, but being able to like place yourself in the moment. So the the thing I can equate it to most is like, you know in Game of Thrones when Bran got like the Raven power yeah. and he would like go back in time and look at like, you know, Jon Snow being born. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of vibe. Like you're not a participant, but you're a witness. It's so freaky. And and like it, like I think it to do it to somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting and cool and like a little fun. Oh yeah, that's different. You don't have that fence there. There's no barn like Yeah. But to do it for yourself, because you remember the moment, mm. and like at the same time, you you're not that same person anymore, because you know we're always kind of constantly changing and evolving. Like that to me was actually the bigger like brain busting thing about it. Well, we should we should do that. I need a 360 camera now. <laughs> I need one too. I might just send you guys home with oh that one God, if you want to like no. use it for a while and mail no, it back. This is yours. You keep it. We'll we'll figure it out. But, I mean, that's why we make. That's why I make vlogs. Well, actually, well, so you were, you were, you mentioned this to me the other day, and I think it's worth talking about. So you kept saying, "Oh, we're making videos for our future kids." Like, well, like, what's that project all about? So it's always been a. You ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. So that kind of sparked the idea, and I was like, "Oh, for me, I'm always like, so there's no videos of my dad as kids or my parents. There's pictures, but no videos. I'm like, oh, I would have loved to see what they were like when they were my age, or like." what their dreams and ambitions were. And for me, like our the farm video we just shot, like I can only imagine what our kids are gonna be like, oh, mom's not afraid of chickens, or I don't know, by then maybe Ron on Ranch will be a thing. And then they'll be like, oh, you guys used to suck back then at farming. That's the first time you ever held a chicken. Like, yeah, it's the first time you ever held a chicken. And just being able to give them that experience, that visual, just feels like the greatest gift that I could give them because it's, because you know when your parents are like, when I was your age, I didn't want to do this because this, this, and this happened. And most of the time, you're like, okay, I've heard this story before. I get it. It's fine. Whatever. 
But to visually see them have to deal with those conflicts, have to deal with moving across the country, have to deal with heartbreak, have to deal with loss of an animal. It, I just, I feel like that would go so much further than just telling them the story verbally. Hmm. All right, but what do you do that if they like don't care? Because I like, I, I, I remember my mom one yeah. time showing me like her high school yearbook and I could not have been less interested in that. So how old were you when she did this? So that's that's the other thing. For me, like, do you ever have one of those things where you're like, I wish my parents would have... My parents had me playing violin when I was a kid. Hated it when I was a kid. But now I'm like, oh, if only they would have made me do it, made me keep doing it. So I feel like at a certain age, you start to reflect back and you're like, oh, I really appreciate what they did for me. Or whenever you're a kid and you say something mean to your parents and later on, it's like one of your biggest regrets. Like me young and my parents one time, and I still regret that to this day. So I, I agree with you. At some points, they're not going to care about it. But maybe when I'm gone and they're able to show their kids this footage. I mean, if I could show our kids footage of my grandpa. Oh. Yeah. Not going to talk about it anymore. But pow. Yeah, no, I, know, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, there's some, there's yeah. some topics going on. If I keep going, I'm just going to Yeah, let's talk about moving here again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can look back at my old videos and I look back and me and my sister, like my dad was filming us in the backyard, just playing on like the swing set. And it's such a cute video and we're just having so much fun. I'm like, wow, how fun. And my mom is always like, wow, that was such a fun time. She said, no offense now, but that was one of my favorite times <laughs> when you guys were that age. I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> I know. Oh, so fast. fast. Yeah, I can't believe that actually we did that that long. I honestly could have kept talking for another hour. Or so. <laughs> oh, me too. Can I stop rolling? Oh, yeah, if you don't mind.